Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Healthy Happy Creative with Maddie Curte. That is me. And as always, we are recording in an absolutely awkward place at an absolutely awkward time because you know what? That's how we roll around here. So I'm actually on my way out right now. And so I've hooked up my microphone and we're going to get her done. So the thing I wanted to talk about today, so I'm backing my car out and doing my best actually not to hit my husband's car because man, wouldn't that make some for exciting audio journalism? So I wanted to talk about plate size and chewing gum. And I know you're like, what? So there's kind of an interesting thing. It's a factoid that I ran into the other day about how the size of the average dinner plate has nearly doubled in something like the last 50 years. And I can believe it actually, because when I went to go buy plates this time for my new kitchen, they were, what was available out there was absolutely huge. I was actually looking for something a wee bit more dainty and had an absolutely terrible time finding something that really wasn't the size of like an Olympic discus thing. Um, so large. And in fact, um, when I talked to one of the sales ladies, she said, yeah, she said, that's one of the biggest requests is bigger plates because people are wanting to put on more food. Big surprise there, huh? I think you probably saw where I was going with this. So the thing is, is that because we are eating bigger and more frequent meals, people are wanting bigger plates to put their food on. And I think we've all seen it. It's that, um, that's that buffet mentality of that I'm going to fill that plate up as high and as wide as I can make it. And that becomes super normalized. Um, When you actually look at what a serving size of something is, even when it comes down to an apple, did you know that the serving size for an apple would be an apple that was the size of an oversized golf ball? The average size gala or honey crisp apple that you buy in the store right now is two and a half, three, possibly even four times the size of what one serving of apple should be. Don't even get me started on what a serving of pasta or rice or carbs, that's something like a third of a cup. Um, and if you look at it, if you measure out a third of a cup of cooked rice and put it on your plate, you are going to understand that you have been eating not one, not two, not three, not four, maybe even five servings. And then it's easy to say, holy crap, no wonder I got fat. Because our bodies, let alone not running well on carbs, we're also eating so many of them. Um, there was recently a, um, a change, I don't know if it's actually by the health department or whoever oversees the guidelines for what serving sizes are, and they um, stopped that nonsense where like you'd have a, 
a bottle of juice and it would say it has two, you know, it was like what you'd call a regular size bottle of like personal size bottle of juice. And it would say it had two and a half servings on it. Well, that was a manipulation of the data so that we would think as we glanced at it that it had less calories and less sugar than it actually had. So they've actually put an end to that and they have, they have moved some of those, um, arbitrary numbers around about what what they can do and how many servings are contained in a regular size or certain size bottles. There's a whole write-up on that and I need to kind of get clear on it. But if you will notice now, um, most bottles that are what I would call personal or vending machine size um, now say one serving and they also have more sugar and more carbs and more calories in them than you probably remember because they've had to justify it. Um, there was actually a point where um, soft drink manufacturers tried to say that there were two servings of a soft drink in a regular can in order to obfuscate the fact of how many calories and how many carbs are in the average can of um, beverage of choice there, sugared beverage of choice. So um, so this whole bigger and better thing, not a surprising trend whatsoever, but I'm going to suggest to you that in the new year, you get some new plates. Now, this might be a little more difficult than one would think it should be, okay? Because finding smaller plates is a little bit more difficult. Um, I was actually lucky that I actually started using my mother's vintage china that while the large plate is actually as large as the other plates I've gotten okay so bear with me here it actually has a rim on it that's two and a half or three inches so the what I would call is the actual eating space or the actual serving space in the center of the plate is actually the size of a small um, a luncheon size plate making it look fuller and that's the key here because if you put the, your smaller servings on this magnificently large plate it's gonna feel deprivational alright but if you put the same amount of food on a smaller plate it's going to feel fuller now if changing up your plates is not on your agenda right now I want you to think about white space I want you to think about in the same way that we talk about when we design something when we look at it with like visual um, appeal I want you to have white space around your food um, I you know I'm not one of those people who gets all crazy if my food touches but what I want in this case is I want food that has plate space around it I want you to see at least an inch and a half or more of plate space around your food and I want you to get used to that because it's gonna look funny at first it is gonna feel funny it's gonna look deprivational but the truth of the matter is that when you start eliminating those filler foods out of your diet when you start eliminating we've talked about these before when you start eliminating the potatoes when the the rice the grains the couscous the Oh, what else? The pasta, all the things. When you start eliminating those, those are the things we tend to pile on the center of a plate and then pile our other food on top of them. And this takes up a whole lot of plate space, let alone the fact that we've already talked about it, that you're definitely eating more than one serving of that pasta or that grain. And so you are looking at eating 
easily, you could easily eat 100 grams of carbs of pasta without even thinking about it. Without, without a doubt, without a moment's hesitation, you can do that in a meal. Not to even count any other um, carbs that might show up from other vegetables or uh, desserts. So all those things are there. So you've got all that to think about. So I want you to think about moving to a smaller plate. Now, the cool thing is, is if you're a vintage person, this is an awesome time to score some vintage plates because vintage plates tend to be smaller. They also tend to be really cool. The other thing that you can do is in the plates that you're getting, if you only get the luncheon size plate and use those for your everyday plates, that works super well. I also like looking for English plates. Um, they're um, a smaller plate about the size, honestly, of a saucer. All right, so it's saucer size, but it doesn't have the little indention for the cup. That's a great one if you do want to have a little bit of a snack. Now, as you will know, I am in Camp No Snack, all right, because not snacking means you're not raising your insulin during the day and you're not activating fat storage okay so but if you are going to have a snack you're going to have a little bit of something in the afternoon or something to wind down after work something like that you also don't want to be slapping that down on a big plate because it's going to make you serve way more than you need even if it is a keto food because no matter what we're still while we're not going to rage on calories, you don't a whole plate full of even the most amazing keto food is still going to have a fair amount of calories and you don't necessarily need those. Like your mama said, it's going to spoil your dinner and it really will. Um, and especially if you are one who would eat that and then go ahead and eat your whole regular size meal because you're not really checking in with yourself about how much you need or want to eat. So the first hint's absolutely plate size. If you have dinner plates and salad plates right now, just go tuck those dinner plates away. Your family's gonna go, where are the dinner plates? And you're like, gonna like, I don't know. And you're gonna hand them a lunch plate. And you're just going to see what that does to the portions. And while it's one of those little tricks, I call it like the 99 cent trick. So we all know that something that is $1.99, it's $2. All right. But what do we say to ourselves? It's just a dollar. Somehow in our heads, until we leap the chasm, until we jump the shark to the two, it's still a dollar. So if we don't have to jump the shark visually for what's on our plate, our heads are gonna settle into that space of being visually full, all right? So some people can definitely do the white space on a plate trick and they can do it, but that leads to usually deprivational thinking and that's not what we want. We don't want deprivational thinking. We want joyful thinking. We want joyful eating. We want food that makes us feel good, that makes us feel full and that makes us um, in alignment with our goals. 
all right so um so check out those plates um give them a measure and um i'm gonna put together a little bit more about that because i thought that was just so interesting about how the plate size has increased along with our waistlines so pretty cool that way the other thing i wanted to talk about was gum yes gum even sugar-free gum so this one this one's a kick in the pants okay and I actually got caught by this one so yeah <clears throat> so did you know that chewing gum even sugarless gum can stall weight loss I'm just gonna let you take that one in for a minute I'm gonna switch lanes here all right we're switch lanes now we're gonna say it again chewing gum can stall weight loss now when I first heard this I was like shut the fuck up because honestly I was chewing a lot of gum all right um, I liked it because it freshened my breath I liked it because it kept me from eating um, so is it gonna like you know make you fat as a cow no it's not going to but if you are down to figuring out the small things that are holding your weight loss back once you have done that initial weight loss. Now, quite frankly, I don't think there's anything, if you're gonna start eating keto and you've got 50 pounds to lose, there is not much that's gonna stop your body from shedding weight at that point. If you go to a pretty strictly keto diet and you have got at least 30 pounds to lose, you're gonna lose that early, that early weight pretty quick. But if you are somebody who's getting close to your goal, you are five or ten pounds within your goal and you just cannot get it you have been trying you don't know what it is and so you're gonna to have to start getting down on the small things and if you are a gum chewer now I'm not talking about your occasional stick of Wrigley's although I don't even know if Wrigley's does sugar-free but I'm not talking about the occasional I'm talking about like you live for those little those little snap top jars of, of gum if that is you and you can very rarely be found without gum in your mouth and you are having these problems, give it a rest on the gum. So what's going on there is, while there are actually carbs in that gum, even sugar-free gum can have up to two grams of carbs per piece. I know, big old shocked eyes. So if you eat 10 pieces of gum a day, and that's not out of the ordinary for some people. 10 pieces. That is 20 grams of carbs right there. All right? But above those carbs is the fact that when you are chewing gum, that increases saliva production. The increase in saliva production is one of the signals for your body to start releasing the hormone insulin. The hormone insulin is, what's its job? Yes, little girl in the front row? Fat storage and conversion. Yes, it is. So your body's going, well, she's eating something. We best look around and see if there's anything around here that we can store as fat. So if you still have food and calories that you have not processed through in your body, your body is going to go through, I believe it's called lipaic action. I'm probably getting that wrong. All of a sudden, I'm totally bl blipping on that. But basically, um, produces the lipids, stores the lipids as fat. Boom, body fat. There's your ass and your chin and your back fat and all the other fats. 
and it's because you're chewing gum. How depressing is that? So the theme goes for mints also. So if you are feeling the need to freshen up the breath, go in and interface with your toothbrush for the length of one whole song. Cue up Pandora or iTunes or whatever it is that you use and brush your teeth for a solid one song. Did you know the average person only brushes their teeth for under 45 seconds? Is that crazy? Under 45 seconds. And that's actually like on the kind of the long end. Some dental studies say people do it as as little as 20 seconds. All right. So I I was looking that up. But so if you brush your teeth for one whole song, one whole song, you will first place freshen your breath that kind of um, turns off that hunger signal um, that your body gets from having um, less than fresh breath for having the food around so um, super helpful that way Um, and it keeps you away from the gum and the mints because what do we know now gum makes you fat and isn't that the weirdest thing ever All right, guys, I hope that you have a fantastic time today and that you have learned something and that you are making the most of your healthy, happy, creative life because that is what I want for you. I want you to know the joy that I feel and I want you to get one hell of a bang for your time buck listening here. So um, if you have something that you would like to add, um, check out the show notes. Um, I'm going to put some, I'm going to go find that link about the gum. Oh my God. And about the plate size. Cause that's super interesting. And, um, I'll meet you back here on the flip side. See you later. Bye-bye.